Welcome to yet another episode of the Keep It or Change Cars podcast. My name is Gugu Masuku and I'm your host alongside two other phenomenal people in the motoring industry. They're actually household names in this podcast. Michael Pursuit, welcome. Thank you. Always good to be here. Always good to see you. As well as um, industry experts as well, Adam Ford. Thank you, Gugu. Thank you, Mike. Great to be back here again. Oh, get, good to see you as well. So we're going to be doing things slightly differently today. Um, it's a different concept that Adam came up with, and he's going to run with it. So he gets asked a lot of questions as a car guy, a person who knows a lot about things automotive related. So he wants to basically talk about the kind of questions he gets asked and basically guide you as a consumer in terms of buying, because these are all buying related questions. Adam, the floor is absolutely yours. You know, Google, thanks for that. But having been in the industry for nearly 40 years now, one of the most common questions I get, what car should I buy? Oh, Ferrari. So, so yeah. Now, <laughs> now you say that. And quite often I say to people, well, I like the new Ferrari or Porsche. No, no, no. I haven't got that kind of money. So I said, But what? it catches them every time yeah. we're a little bit flippy. Hey, look, if you've got five, six million rand to spend, there's a really nice option. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. You're not, not even one-tenth of that. So so you, I think you've got um, really two kinds of buyers who buy, well, we all buy cars, but two kinds of us. One of the people who know exactly what they want. Correct. They can afford it. They know the, they know the financial implications of it. They're a 10% of the public. The other 90% yes. are clueless. Literally are don't know really what they want, how they want to buy, and so forth. So what I decided to do was like, put out this question, what do I buy? So normally the first thing I say to somebody is, okay, you don't know what you want to buy. Um, what is your budget? So the first thing you've got to think of, what is your budget? Well, I don't really know. Well, you have to decide on a budget. Now, is your budget going to be 400,000 rand? We'll use that as an example. Or do you want to spend it on a monthly basis? Are you going to buy the vehicle cash? Or are you going to buy it over finance? So then a lot of people don't understand the finance implications. So I say, okay, what you've got to understand is decide on a budget on how much you want to spend. Can you afford 2,000 Rand a month or 50,000 Rand a month? It's irrelevant. So you decide on a budget. So let's work on um, 4,200 Rand because 4,200 Rand will buy you a 200,000 Rand car a month. And now that Correct. is a car that you're buying with no deposit, no residual payments over a 60 month period. So I had a look at one of the bank um, websites today for a calculator and I said, okay, if you want to finance 100,000 Rand, what does it cost you? Approximately 2,100 Rand. So 4,200 Rand buys you a 200,000 Rand car. So the first thing you do is you say, okay, I decide on a budget. So I've got whatever it is, two grand, four grand, eight grand, 10 grand, or I'm gonna spend 500,000 Rand on a car. So whatever the, the amount is, you've now decided on a budget. Once you've decided on that budget and you understand how much you can afford, what you're gonna spend, decide on a car. But, now, and Adam, just something interesting, and I'm sure you've also experienced it. When you say they don't know the budget, there is no more key. Mm. What should I buy? Where should I go out to eat? Where should I stay? Yeah. It's all budget dependent. 100%. But interesting, you mentioned that figure of roughly 4,200 for 200,000 Rand. Yes. So roughly 2,100 Rand for every 100,000 you finance. Yes. Let our audience use that as a definitive guide. I'm looking at a car, 500,000 Rand. Oh, I like it. Do you realize that's going to cost you 10,500 Rand? Okay. 
then, then what you've got to understand is that obviously some people um, who are financially off better, they've got a better track record. They may get a slightly better interest rate if they're doing finance. So, you know, but it gives you a guide. You've worked at on 11%. It's actually 13%. Was it 13%? Yeah. Okay, so interesting. It was 13% 2001 and around. So maybe you get a better rate, maybe you sure. get 10%. So it's two grand, but it gives you a, a guide. It's a good what, guide. A good guide on what to spend. Then you've got to decide on what car do you want. Do you want a, a, a new car? Can you afford a new car in your budget? So if you've got 8,000 Rand a month to spend, it's 400,000 Rand, uh, you know that you can go out and buy a brand new car. Or do you buy a second-hand car? So we and me have had this discussion mm, many times. Yeah. And again, obviously, good advice. But the question is, do you agree? When you've got a budget that is substantial, you always go as close to new as possible. Do you buy a car that's going to cost you 8,000 Rand a month, that's got 120,000 Ks because you want the Mercedes, yeah. or do you spend the same amount, go for a Toyota, go for a Kia, in guarantee, under service plan, 100%. two, three years old? So this is the, the, the next part of the question is what kind of a car do you need? Now, Google, mm -hmm. he may want something that's uh, – Small, two-door, sporty. You don't know Gugu Masuku. No, he, he wants doesn't. a Mercedes <laughs> SL500 and, and it's set. Like I say, no, nothing small for you. He's, no. a, he's a bad example. <laughs> but Mike, you've now got uh, family and you've got kids and you want, you want something with space. So you may want something like an SUV. Correct. So everybody's requirements are different. So you decide on what kind of a car. And it's imperative to think about, remember you're going to be financing this car for, if you're financing it, for at least the next five, five years. years. Correct. So think about it. So uh, a young couple as an example. I had today a question, the same thing. They're getting married and they're thinking of buying a new car. And um, the guy's future wife was, oh, I want a mini. Mm. And I said, like, okay, you want a mini? For the next it's 10 okay. months, it'll be pretty suitable. Yeah. So the next year <laughs> or so, it's going to suit you. Then are you thinking of having kids? Yeah, maybe in like a year or two, we're thinking of having kids. What are you going to do with the mini? Because you're not even going to fit the nappy bag in the, in the back of the mini. So you've got to think long-term. Think about, okay, for the next five years, I'm going to be financing this car. If you're financing it, if you're paying cash, it's the same sort of thing. Buy the right car. Because if you're buying a car for cash now, and in two years' time, you've got to change it because... Actually, I bought this convertible two-door that doesn't work for me anymore. You know, my four dogs don't fit in the, in the car when I want to take but them But if you bought walks. it cash, you can afford to take the knock that you're going to take. You're going to get out knock, of it. Yes. And you're going to take mm -hmm. a big knock. Yes. But at least you'll get out of it easily. Flip that around. Now you've bought that car on finance. In two years' time, more than likely, that car will be worth slightly less than what you owe. Yeah. Three years, three and a half years, you'll be more or less at a break even. But interesting point. So but once you've once you've now decided on your budget, you've decided on the kind of car that you need. So let's just say the popular cars nowadays, SUVs, you decide on a small SUV in the, let's use this example of 400,000 Rand. There's quite a lot of of good SUVs there. Sure. Which one do you go for? How do you know? If you're somebody who knows nothing about cars, you you just see, oh, that's pretty. That looks uh. nice, whatever. So my advice to anybody in that sort of segment, go along and have a look at, say, okay, make a, make a, you like the Toyota Corolla Cross and you like the Cherry Tiga 4 and you like a Haval Jolion, go and drive them, see how they go, see how what features you get, see the backup that comes You've with what often sort of warranties. Me and you have been on buyer's guide yes. often. You've often mentioned, a person mentions a car they like, you always say, go test drive it. A mm. car looks good, perfect. Drive it. How does it feel for you? Wait a second, I'm a tall guy, I'm a short guy, yeah. whatever the case mm. may be. How am I going to get the kids in the back, etc.? Driving that car is absolute 
key. Too many people, believe it or not, they buy a car over the internet. They say, yeah, but I've seen them on the road. They, they look, look great. They look cool. Fair enough. Do yourself a favor. Go into the showroom. Does the boot open? Don't laugh. Too mm. high for your garage. Yeah. Some cars have mm. a boot. It opens that high. First time you open it, oh, what a pity. Mm. Why didn't I think of that? Yeah. So can we go back a step here, mm. right? Um, talking about new versus used, right? Sure. Because like you said, for the same budget, I could get an SL500, right? 100%. Um, but for that kind of money, I'll get into, I don't know, a, a Polo, brand yes. new Polo. Yeah. How would you advise someone there? Okay. What so, do you do? Because I'm, so, I'm more old school. I, 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 I like the older cars. And there's a lot of people like value. it as well. Yeah. So what I would say is you go on to like changecars.ca.za and you say, here's my budget. I've got whatever the budget is to spend. And on websites like Change Cars, it'll say, what is your, what do you want to spend? So you can say, okay, between three and 500 as an example. And it'll chuck up a whole lot of cars. You can put in there, okay, I want uh, an SUV or I want a convertible or I want a bucky or sure. I want a hatchback or whatever. And it'll pump out a whole lot of vehicles in that segment. And it's always good to do the research. You go through and you look and you say, ah, I don't like that, I don't like that. Okay, that's nice. And you make yourself a short list. And like you say, if you want to buy something you know, older, like you mentioned, like an SL500. So you may find uh, an SLK in your budget that would buy you a brand new Polo. And you say, I'd rather have an SLK. Mm. You're that kind of buyer, that's fine. So then you can go and look how many are available. You can go and have a look at them and test drive them and see which one's, you know, in the best condition. Do research. Nowadays with the internet, it's so easy so to easy. do the research. But Adam, something interesting, and this happens to me daily. So we spoke about a roughly 2,100 per 100,000. Yes. I want a car for 300,000 Rand. I've budgeted 6,300. Problem is, for my 300,000 on the car I like, it's got 117,000 Ks. It's out of service plan. It's out of maintenance plan. Mm -hmm. I am going to spend roughly, honestly, 20 to 25,000 Rand to service that car properly a year. Yeah. Now, that is the equivalent of another 100,000 Rand on a purchase. So, wait a second. I'll buy a car. So, that's the downside, right? Of, Correct. Of, of going used and old, but more value, perceived Correct. value. But how people balance their budget. Yeah. Think about the following. 300,000 Rand, my installment is 6,500 Rand, just mm -hmm. under. But I'm going to spend another 25,000 Rand a year on maintenance. So, that's 2,000 Rand a month. Correct. So, I'm actually spending 8,000 Rand a month for the 100%. car. 100%. So, go buy the car for 400 Rand. For 400,000 with a maintenance plan. Believe it or not, and this is why you came up with the idea. 100%. People don't think of it. Yeah, but I can't afford the extra 2,000 Rand a month. No, sir. You're going to spend it no matter what, whether mm. you can afford it or not. Peace of mind motoring. 100%. The other thing to, is important as well is are you, um, can you get finance? Because you, you may, maybe the first time you're buying a vehicle with finance, do you know if you can approve, get approved finance? So I go along and I look at a new car and I say, oh, I love this car. I want this car. And then you apply for finance. And then news comes back, sorry, you, you can't afford finance because you forgot to pay. So the, that, 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 TV that'll license. be the first step. So the, the first, all the dreams are dashed. You know, yeah, no. the dreams I'm talking about. Yeah. The salesperson. I was, oh. I'm, not, I'm not talking about the buyer. They've wasted everybody's time. The yeah. salesperson, yourself, everybody. Yeah, so yeah. also, if you go onto um, any of the bank's websites, you can pre-approve your finance. Correct. So you get your pre-approval. And then also that helps you because if you're not too sure on your budget what you want to spend, you may find that the bank says, okay, we'll finance you to, to the amount of 2,000 rand a month. When you think, you look at your finances, I can afford 4,000 rand a month, but the bank says, no, you can only afford 2,000. So you get your pre-approved finance, that's all done, that's super duper, now you can go out and buy the car. And, and I said, 
do the research. Go and have a look around, see what's available. Go on to likechangecars.co.za. Go on there, look and see what's available from reputable dealers. And then if you know nothing about cars, find a friend. So, so speaking of someone who doesn't yeah. know nothing about cars, right? Mm. What, what does pre-approval mean? What does pre-approved finance? Are you approved or are you not? What does it actually mean? It's indicative. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's indicative. So you've got a salary of X, mm -hmm. 25,000 rand. You qualify for a certain loan amount. Call it, just for, for this case, mm -hmm. just over 300,000 rand. Don't waste your time with a salary of X looking for a car of triple so it's, X. A, it's a guideline. It's a guideline. In terms of what you can afford based on what you so want. And you know that when you go and apply for the finance, mm -hmm. it's already been approved. You say, I've, I've been approved to the X amount with mm. this with the whichever the finance yeah. house is and it will it'll get easily done and you won't have any problems and reject it of your finance and we touched on this when we had the gentleman from absaren good good advice another mistake that people will make they can afford a car of 300,000 rand based on his salary based on the installment of just over 600 uh, just over 6000 however when they get to the sales uh, person he says you know what Better than 300,000 Rand, I'm going to put you into a 450,000 Rand car. We're going to do it over 72 months. We're going to do a residual of 25%. Hey? Yeah. Your payment, in theory, stays yeah. the exact same. You'll pay the same 4,000 Rand a month. 100%. Mm. 3,000, whatever. The problem is, you are digging a grave for yourself. Mm. Most people, when we die, we get somebody else to dig our <laughs> grave. Yeah, you're digging your own grave. Would you agree? Residuals and uh, extended loan terms to afford. Not, I'm not against extended loan terms, but if you're doing it purely so that you can afford something you couldn't ordinarily afford, are you against that? Definitely. You don't go that way because I can tell you that the reasons the banks came out with, first of all, 72 months, which is six years, and Thank you. I mean, I was oh, just doing a yeah. calculation in my head. Of these 84, is that so, seven? Six years. <laughs> yep. And then if you think about the residual, so now you've got a 30, 40% residual or balloon payment. A lot of people don't understand that. So what that means is, so let's say you've got a 400,000 Rand car. They'll they'll do a residual of 40%. It's 150,000. Rand. Somewhere around there. That you're not paying an installment on. But you're paying the interest. you. Yeah. The, the problem yes. is at the end of the, the seven-year, seven-year, let me say, seven-year period, you now suddenly have got to pay this once-off payment. So now you've got 160,000 rand, and the whole idea is, okay, well, you trade the car in and buy another one. Okay, so the whole idea of this finance kind of package was to um, create uh, sales in the market, to allow Correct. people to buy this. It's the worst thing you can do because what actually happens is you find that your car's worth 100,000 Rand and you owe the bank 160,000 Rand. So now you go along and say, well, I can't get rid of the car. What do I do? And the bank will refinance it for another two years. So that means nine years you're paying for this car. Crazy. For nine years. Or you have a very helpful salesman who'll say mm -hmm. your car's worth 100,000, you owe 160,000. Very helpful. You'll add 60,000 to your brand new car, new car. And the problem just carries on. You yeah. I think a lot of people actually do that. 100%. Eh? And, stuck, yeah. and really. again, it all comes down to not getting it wrong from the outset. Mm. Google asked about how do you do your homework. I often have a saying, nobody needs to be a guinea pig. Adam, Google, our audience. There's not one person out there today that could make a mistake or have a question that hasn't been asked or a mistake that hasn't been made. Sure. All you need to do, people you trust, mm. it can be a family member, it can be somebody who's knowledgeable, somebody who doesn't have a vested interest in you getting it wrong. Mm. With all due respect, a salesperson is not the right person not to all. ask for he advice. He wants to say to the car, he doesn't care about if you, in five 100%. years' time, if you're in financial problems. But the emphasis on ask the right person, do I do a residual, Adam? No. no. 
Right question. Yeah. Do I go yeah. buy a Renault Clio with 137,000 kilos because I can afford it and finance it over five years? No motor plan, no guarantee? No. You can't afford that car. Buy, buy the right thing. And this is what I say. Do the research. Go onto the internet. You know, you don't have to be a car guru to go onto the internet no. and say, how reliable is X car? Whatever the car is. How, what are the sort of problems? And then you'll see the kind of, oh, it's a good, reliable car. Sure. You can see there's this um, JD Powers do a, um, uh, a customer, uh, what do they call it, happiness yes. uh, research every the JD year. JD Power rating. Have you heard JD of Power. Oh. Yeah. So it's a case of how happy are you with your car's mm -hmm. service, i.e. Toyota versus how BMW is giving how reliable. Oh, I see. So it's what, like an index sort of thing. It's an end, exactly that. But mm -hmm. what's interesting, I mean, this is changing the yeah. subject. Often you'll read that index and you think, can Land Rovers be that unreliable? Yeah. Are four out of five customers that unhappy? But it gives you an I'm indication. I'm a happy customer. Yeah. Ah, gives okay. you an indication in terms of the reliability. Another tip, if you want to be brave, and you know, I've told this to a lot of people and, and they've done this and, it, and it's really good, is if you're in a shopping center and you're thinking of buying whatever the car is and you see somebody walking up to Walk that particular to that car, person. say, hi, sorry to, sorry to interrupt, but I just want to know, I see you driving this new car. Are you happy with it? What's it like? Would you recommend it to me? I'm like, yes, it's great. Don't buy it. It's a heap of junk. It's giving me nothing but trouble. Mm. Those are the silly little, silly little things that can save you a lot of money. One of the funniest moments about four weeks ago, our colleague Ernest Page, mm. who's with us on All Things Motoring, yes. has a spot on Cape Talk, on Pippa's show. Amazing show. Now, now, Ernest couldn't make it, so I took over for the day. Somebody writes in, yeah. what would you advise, etc.? I say exactly what Adam said. You're in the parking lot. Mm -hmm. Walk up to somebody. Now, meanwhile, Papa says, just sorry to interrupt you, Mike. We've got a caller on the line. He couldn't be hearing the radio because, you know, when the, you're on the, on the yeah. line, you're not supposed to have the radio on. Mm. He says, hi, Papa. I just want to tell you, I was in the lift just now, and I took the initiative to walk up to the person who I saw getting out of the car and asked him about his car. So I give that advice, and the caller comes on. Yeah. The best advice. Somebody has driven that car. It's an somebody owns advice. it. Absolutely. They're not going mm. to say, hey, I don't like the look of you. Yeah. I want you to make the same mistake I've made. Mm. Brilliant advice. Yeah. Once SA's leading insurance... Visit changecars.co.za and click on the discovery logo. Let's expand further on the financial implications of buying a car, right? Mm -hmm. You've got the monthly installment that you're going to pay, but I think people also don't consider the insurance, the That's fuel. Good. Very good point. And one of the things I normally say to people as well is before you even decide on the car, once you've decided on the car you're going to mm. buy, before you buy the car, find a couple of insurance companies. I want to buy X car, whatever it is. These are my details. What sort of in, uh, insurance can is it going to cost me? Uh, as an example, um, I've got a Land Rover Discovery 4, as you guys know. And mm. the other day I phoned uh, three companies for insurance. One company is 1,700 Rand. One company was like 1,000 100 Rand, and then I got it for 660 Rand. Are you talking from a about a 200%? You talk about literally a 200%, 600 Jeez. to 1,700. Yeah, so like it's a 200% difference. It was a 1,000 Rand difference. And you got Between it for 600? 100%. It's a 1,000 Rand a month saving. Yeah. So just make a couple of calls. Mm. The only problem is, you know, if only back every five minutes and they want to try and send would you, would you Would you <laughs> think it's problems. okay to put them up against each other? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Right? Very, very, so very much. I've got a quote. X, X quote from yeah. this person, eat it. It's very important to actually know what your costs are going to be on a monthly basis in terms of your finance, mm. your insurance, 
And then, of course, we've got to discuss maintenance. So if you're buying a second-hand car, Mike's often said, make sure it comes with some sort of service plan, maintenance plan. If it doesn't, you've got to understand that you're in for that 20-odd grand a year. Maybe you're lucky you've got a very good, reliable car. It's not going to cost you that much. But you've got to factor those things in. There's tires. There's fuel. There's all these other things that come into the maintenance of a car. So a lot of people go out and they say, oh, I can spend 4,000 rand a month for a car. Boom. Oh, your insurance is 1,500. Oh, hell. Because you're, you're 22 and you know, you're buying a GTI. Mm. And your insurance is ridiculously high. So find out all that information before. Don't rush into it. Too many people rush into buying a car. I saw in the showroom, it looks pretty. I'll buy it. Yeah. Have you driven it? No, it's a nice <laughs> green one I want. Whatever. But now, an uh, absolute span in the works that will win me no friends in the motor industry. The cost of car ownership as a whole, people who are doing 1,500 to 2,000 kilos a month, would they not be better off using Uber sometimes? Well, quite frankly, yes. But, you know, we all like our independence, don't we? And we all like to get around. I can speak on for, from both sides of the coin, right? I've, I've used Uber before, um, and it, the convenience of it sucks because you'll get a guy cancelling on you. I need to be at point X at a certain time. Especially the short trips. Yeah, and mm. the guy's cancelling, the next guy's cancelling, and it's like, if I was driving, I would be there by now, but I'm still standing here waiting for an Uber. So It's always about a perception, and again, so it's interesting. Why? And I don't take it often, but mm. if I go to the airport without fail, I can assure you, you mm. cannot go away for the weekend to Cape Town and drive to the airport and park your car, wherever long-term parking is, for cheaper than what it will cost you to go on Uber. Yeah. While I'm going with Uber, Uber, I'm working as well. I mean, that's a, that's a peripheral yeah. discussion. Mm, mm. But I'm just saying to you, some people will phone me and say, Michael, I've got a budget of 3,000 Rand a month. Mm. Remember this, 3,000 Rand a month in total. That's approximately 120,000 Rand a car. It's worse. No, no, 3,000 Rand in total. Yes. Insurance, your oh, fuel, yes. your oh, everything. Oh. 100%. I promise you my advice to them, simple. And it's not being disrespectful. Mm. Uber, we're looking for a sponsor. Bolt, we're looking for two sponsors. <laughs> come on board. Go, Come on board. Am yeah. I wrong, Adam? No, in one... At, at, at that lower level. In terms of cost saving, sure. But like Googie says, the inconvenience of a lot of, a lot of things that can happen. You know, if you want it, there are a lot of people who are looking for, let's say, cheap cars. Now, I call a cheap car under 100,000 rand. And quite often you'll get phone calls. Oh, I've got a hundred thousand rand in cash. I want to buy something for my kid. He's going to university or whatever. And what do you advise to buy? And oh, the kid wants a three series BMW or an Audi A4 or you know. I, be I beg you. I and then you say, you. you know, do not go and buy those because you're buying the cars at the end of their life. You've got to buy something that's that's fairly basic and that's fairly, it's a student car. Mm. But it's not made yeah. in Japan or Korea. Mm -hmm. You cannot, in my opinion, buy it. Can't be made in France. Yeah. Can't be made in Germany. Definitely can't be made in so Italy. So you're saying if your pockets aren't deep enough for maintenance, no, no, et cetera, Like et Adam said, lovely, because remember, yeah. everyone has got that same need. Mm. First car for a youngster, 18 yeah, yeah, years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are a couple of concerns. Mm. Affordability is a genuine concern. Mm -hmm. mm. Are they going to mess up the car? 100,000 rand. You want a Honda Ballard. You want an old Nissan Micra. You want a Toyota Corolla, Toyota Honda Yaris. Jazz, hey? something Honda Jazz. Something like that. It's not cool, yeah. but functional. Yeah. yeah. Hyundai i10s, mm. Hyundai Accent, you know, those kinds of cars. Look, they, they yeah. are. Japanese or Korean? Because your, your risk in terms of high maintenance costs are really low. I mean, as everybody knows, I run a workshop. And in my workshop, quite frankly, regularly, 
we get cars in that are the bills are 25 35000 rand to fix little things here and there on the cars you know, something interesting and you now have been looking at it i've got my sight set on a porsche 928 mm -hmm. yes. 1982 model 156000 kilos beautiful original condition comes from a good organization that's selling it i mean a good a good garage i phoned my friend that i know at porsche center mm -hmm. he says to me michael that's a kind of car while you're reversing it off the lift, something will break. It will go back onto the lift, come back off the lift. And that is the point about these German cars. When they get to a certain age, yes, a 1982 car is immeasurably worse. Yes. But a 15-year-old Mercedes C-Class, BMW 3 Series or Audi mm. A4, the most incredible value on paper. You cannot run that car at 200,000. I say this often, Gugu. 200,000 is when you sell it. Mm. Not when you buy it. Mm -hmm. Now, you may think to yourself, but, <laughs> but then who buys it? Someone. Somebody who hasn't done his homework and listened to our podcast. Exactly. Yeah. You see, <laughs> pay the, the price. And then, you know, you will get people come along and say, oh, well, you're talking absolute rubbish because I bought a C-Class and it's done 400,000 Ks, but, or whatever the car is, but that is the minority. Absolutely. And, and you say, well, how was your maintenance over that 400,000 Ks? Well, it only cost me a million bucks, you know. But yeah. It's going, it's going, it's lacquer. But, but now, interesting as well, we've got the Keep It or Change cars, the podcast that mm -hmm. we're on, on our website. I give a different advice to a person who's got a car versus looking to buy a car. Let me explain. You've got a 2012 Mercedes C-Class that you've had since new. You've driven it lightly. You know the car. It's not giving you any warning signs. It's got 240,000 Ks. Do I keep it or sell it? Keep it, keep it, keep it. For the sixty or 70,000 rand roughly that you're going to get for it, you're not going to come close to replacing it. Mm -hmm. If it gives you a problem, throw it away. Get your 30,000 rand. The flip side is when a person phones, can I buy that car? Mm. That person who's got it, has had it since new, he knows it well, mm. that's a diamond. The other ones are all in the rough. Yes, there's very, unfortunately, there's very few of them. You know, I honestly believe that modern-day cars now are designed... They have designed uh, obsolescence in them. They have of course. components that are designed to fail, and they're not designed to last much more than, especially European cars, not much more than 10 years. I would love to elaborate on that point. I'd love to elaborate on that point. It is my firm belief as well mm -hmm. that certain cars are designed by choice to last X amount of time. Sure. I mean, it's not a case of, well, it's bad luck by engine went to 220,000 Ks. It's almost like you got 220. It wasn't supposed to last you 220. It was only yeah. designed to last you 180. What is it? Warranty gone, car gone. Warranty That's, gone, car gone. Yeah. So, you know, that is the problem. I mean, I see because we do a lot of cars that are out of warranty. So as soon as the, the vehicles come in and they, they first service out of warranty is like, they get hammered with a big bull because there's so mm. many things that go wrong. And that we're talking at 100,000 kilometers, which is not a lot. Name one brand, one or two brands that you are a huge, huge fan of and for one particular reason. One brand, and that's one it. One brand that, that you're a huge fan of. And, I, and you, Maybe you'll say my brand, but I'll tell you where I'm going. Honda. Okay, why? Because of the reliability and cost of ownership. Fair enough. It's an excellent product. But it's a boring you car. You name <laughs> Toyota. <laughs> Yeah. It's a boring car. What car? Hmm? Toyota. Okay. For me, it's Kia mm -hmm. and Hyundai. Mm -hmm. One reason. Mm -hmm. What is it? Uh, warranty. Warranty. Oh, the warranties. Yeah, yeah, Think yeah. about it. You get a three-year, 100,000-kilometer warranty on most cars today. Sounds superb. Three years, 100,000. What are the chances of a modern car giving you a problem in the first 100,000? Close to none. Not impossible, mm -hmm. but highly unlikely. Mm -hmm. yeah. I don't need it's a warranty. stuff. I don't yeah. need a warranty in the first three years. Mm. 
that warranty is fantastic. It's worth the paper it's written on. Useless to me. Kia, Hyundai, seven years. Kia, seven years unlimited and Hyundai's... Uh, seven years, 200. Yeah. Mm. So is that not when you need your warranty? Definitely. Year four, Absolutely. year five, 140, 150,000 kilos. I'm a huge, huge proponent of those two brands. I love the brands as well. And I think we're going to wrap it up here today. But have, you had, have you had enough of us already? No, no, I haven't. It's a time thing. It's a time <laughs> thing. But the one thing I want us to, to pick up on mm -hmm. next time, I, I want to continue this conversation, is aftermarket warranties and maintenance plans and that side of things. Are you doing? It's a half an hour show. We haven't got enough time on our hands to dispel want, the myths. You want well, the short answer or the long answer? Okay, give me the long answer. But after this, hold it. Looking to buy a new or used car? Visit changecars.co.za. Aftermarket warranties, in my experience, are to benefit the selling dealer, to protect them to a level, and to protect the, uh, not to protect, but to benefit the company who's selling them. The yeah. consumer. Very None. Good benefit. Yeah, yeah. I would say that unfortunately the consumer doesn't understand them enough. And uh, remember, that if you're buying a car from a dealer, a dealer must give you a six months warranty on that vehicle. Mm. The dealer must, not aftermarket warranty. What the, what the dealers often do, Mike, you in the trade, you know, they, do. They, they sell you a warranty. And if you have a problem, you, they say, well, you've got the warranty, get it sorted out. But actually, it shouldn't work like that. Correct. You should take it back to the dealer and say, I'm not touching my warranty. Yeah. That's for in six months' time when there's issues. But up until now, you repair it. But you with very few exceptions, I've not heard of a happy client saying, wow, I bought the aftermarket warranty. It was sold to me as part of VAPS. Love it. When I, when I no had one. a problem, uh, I had an issue as well and they didn't want to sort it out. Well, here's the one problem that a lot of people do not understand is that they say, if you buy a vehicle and you have second-hand vehicle and you buy the aftermarket warranty, the aftermarket warranty requires you to service it immediately when you buy that warranty. So now you, you're paying for the service. Then you need to service as per um, vehicle manufacturer's you. recommendation. So every 15,000 kilometers, miss a service, miss an oil change, and your, and your wheel bearings fail or your alternator mm. fails, which are totally unrelated to the fact that one affect the the, uh, the the that service will not affect your vehicle. Mm. You know, those components. Your alternator fails and you claim, and they say, we want your service records. Well, I missed that one service, which was an oil change. Warranty void, money, ah, throw it that's away. It. We had People do not a well-known brand, mm -hmm. 60,000 kilo service was missed. I mean, again, pathetic, to be mm -hmm. honest. No service should be missed. Mm -hmm. yeah. Point is, Econ went. My question was, at the 60,000 kilo service, please be dead honest with me. Would you have done any check on the Econ? Absolutely no, not. Absolutely no. not. No. There's, there's Why no... is that voided? Because of 60,000. And that's mm. the point you're making. Yep. That's, 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 that's a very good example. So if you're going to take a warranty, then take a warranty, but understand the pitfalls of it. Because my, the salesman says, here's a warranty. Everything's covered for the next two years, but it won't be. Everything's covered except for the following 346 items out yeah. of 350. That is actually just because it's normal wear and tear, and we only pay 10% of normal wear and tear. Look, the warranties sometimes help. I must say, I've got to the stage in my workshop where I will not do work for people. I get these phone calls, I've got a warranty. Can you um, help us sort out the warranty and make a claim? No, go somewhere else. Why? Because 99% of the time, those claims are repudiated. Correct. For some reason. You guys can go on forever. I know you we can. We can. So we're going to do this again. I know you can. This is where we sum it up today. This is where we wrap it up. What is it, it like having Adam in studio? That's great. I love having him. It's, it's just a wealth of knowledge. But you guys, you're going to talk about this afterwards. Okay. Thank you so much for joining us. We've come to the end of yet another episode of the Keep It or Change Cars podcast. 
Get onto the Change Cars website if you're looking for insurance. Click on the Discovery tab if you're looking for a new car, new bike, used car, used bike, or a boat. Get onto the website, you'll find everything you're looking for. And if you need any advice, motoring related, car related, queries, anything, email us podcast at changecars.co.za. And we'll be back again next week. For South Africa's best motoring content, catch all things motoring on DSTV channel 189 and on YouTube. New episodes every week.